Hi, I'm Tori, and this is Meet Me on Your Mat, the space to get and stay inspired to keep up a lifelong yoga practice. Today, we are talking with my friend Irene. There are so many good moments in this one. You know, when you ask someone when their first yoga class was, and they say, mm, 1980 something, that you are in for a good yoga chat. But before we dig in with today's conversation, I've got a couple of things to tell you about. First is my new student special. It's 15 days of unlimited online yoga, both live stream and on-demand classes for just $30. And now is the best time to begin. We have had so much fun with these classes over the past year, and you will see huge breakthrough moments in your practice when you show up and work with me regularly. And don't forget about this weekend's workshop on inversions. You will learn all of my strength training drills and understand where your body is in space when you go upside down when you leave this class. So get to it and register soon. I'll leave the links to both the new student special and the inversion workshop in the show notes. Now get set for this week's inspiring and oh so fun conversation with Irene. Let's get started. All right. Well, welcome, Irene. I'm so glad that you're here with us to talk about yoga and uh, your experience with yoga. And um, go ahead and introduce yourself to us. Okay. Uh, my name is uh, Irene Crane. I am, um, let's see, a yogi, a mom, a wife, friend, mother to two dogs, Aww. and um, work full time sales, account management, uh, passion is really kind of loving, loving to help people like figure out and solve problems and get what they need. Um, and that is, yeah, my, that is yoga has been a big part of my life for a very long time. So I'm very excited to be here and talk yoga. Yay. I know. It's so fun to talk yoga, isn't it? It (laughs) Not everybody gets it, but it's fun to talk about it. It is. Yeah. Um, So um, let's go and now that we kind of know a little bit about your life and um, all of that, uh, let's go back to your first class. Do you remember when your first class was? Oh, wow. Um, Let's see. First class had to be I'm going to say like 19, maybe 87, awesome. 86 when I was in college. Wow. Yeah. And I had a friend that I worked with that was really into, at the time, crunchy granola stuff. So <laughs> it was like, she was like doing yoga and that was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And so I went to a couple of classes with her. And that is how the journey got started. It wasn't, it was the introduction. It didn't develop into any like, you know, practice during college. It was just more of like, it was a fun thing to do. Yeah. And what kind of you, I mean, back then, 87, it's not like there were types of yoga, really. (laughs) Do you remember some of the postures or maybe the methodology? I want to say it was Hatha yoga and it was just all, um, yeah, I just remember it being all about holding postures for a while and kind of relaxing into them. Um, it felt very restorative. Mm-hmm. And that's that was kind of like the whole introduction to it. And I just remember thinking to myself, well, this isn't really a workout. <laughs> you know, I really need like a workout. Um, mm-hmm. 
so it was more like relaxing, easing tension, things like that at the time. Okay. Very cool. And so then at post-college, did you continue to practice or was it, did it fade to the edges of your life? Yeah, no, it was really, it's really interesting because, um, I, I didn't, and then I got into it again, probably, I was, I don't know, probably like 26, 27, and I moved to a neighborhood in Chicago that at the time was just really kind of sketchy, um, but at the same time, they, well, you know, this neighborhood's now, it was Logan Square, Yeah. and so back then, which would have been, like, gosh, uh, 93, Okay. it was, it was way sketchy, like, it was totally, you Wasn't know. Wasn't the Logan Square we know today. <laughs> right, not the Logan Square we know today, and I found, I was walking to the train, and kind of walking the neighborhood, and there was, like, a yoga center, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. I can do yoga there. And so kind of the same thing. It was, like, very restorative, hatha yoga. I know I got my sister-in-law to go with me once, which was, very cool. you know, I, I asked her, I'm like, so what do you think of the experience? She's like, I haven't slept through the night like that after I did that class in years. Yeah. So I kept, like, a bit of a, I think, a regular practice going at that time. Um, and then... And then we moved neighborhoods. Jeff and I moved in together. Okay. And so it wasn't available because back then there wasn't a lot of, nobody did it. I mean, nobody, you know, it was still that crunchy granola kind of very hippie-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, they hadn't kept, people hadn't capitalized on the healing benefits and just the benefits overall. Yeah, absolutely. And so then after you switched neighborhoods, then obviously you had another break, right? So then... When did you find it again? So this is weird. I found it in Kansas City. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. After Jeff and I got married, I think it was probably, I can't even remember how many months later, we ended up moving to Kansas City for about 18 months. Mm-hmm. And 18 months, three days, and four hours. was <laughs> a great experience. <laughs> Not your I, favorite I, place to so, live. Okay. <laughs> Kansas City is a beautiful place. It, is. it was. I, I went from... Not from traveling like once a week every month, yeah, to traveling literally every Monday, hopping on a plane and coming home on Friday. Oh, that's so hard, yeah. So it was a little uh challenging, however, I found and I cannot remember this woman's name. Um, and she actually she just passed away, but she taught uh, there was there's an Ashtanga yoga studio there, and then I want to say that she taught similar Ashtanga, okay. and she's kind of like the, and I, I, I should have researched the name, I think her name was Pamela, but she literally like just passed away about two months ago from brain cancer. Um, but I was like, I would be traveling Monday through Friday, and I remember, actually this is totally jarring my memory, I remember I would look for yoga studios in the cities that I traveled. So when I went to Minneapolis, there was a yoga studio there that I went to. Um, in Detroit, because I traveled to Detroit all the time, there was a yoga studio there that I would go to. And so all these, St. Louis, I found a yoga studio. So I was like, you know, depending on where I was, typically three to four days a week, I'd find a studio and I'd go and do like, you know, two classes if I could. Wow. Um, so, and then I always come back and Saturday morning, she had a class that I was pretty religious about getting to, um, 
and that was for 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, it, it, obviously, from the way you're talking, the expression on your face, it obviously feels like it was a, like a long part of your life. I, I totally get that, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, and I mean, it was a perfect time for us to be doing, for me to be doing that. We had yeah. no kids. We yeah. were newly married. You know, he was doing his thing. He was traveling every week. Uh, so it was, you know, it, it worked out. It was just after 18 months of every week traveling like that, I was done. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally understand that. <laughs> um, it can take out a lot of your energy, you know, to yeah. never really feel grounded or home, you know. Yeah. And so in many ways, were you seeking out the yoga because it did feel like a home base for you? You know, it's funny because I never thought about it that way, but I, like, the more I think about it the more I, I think that that really helped me mentally. Mm-hmm. Plus it helped me to have a connection in all these different places. And granted, I had that through work, but work and yoga are always so different. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. Yes. <laughs> Those relationships are, you know, it's, it's just a different vibe. It's a different, you know, it's a whole different feeling. So, you know, I had all these relationships through work and that was great, but I think it was, not knowing at the time, I think it was just something that helped to ground me mm-hmm. a little bit and give me that sense of, I don't want to say, yeah, I just, it just grounded me. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Um, and so what was, what's the timeline on that? It's right after you got married. So are we in the two thousands yet? Or are we? So we, I'm yeah. Just... So we ended up moving back here July 1st of 2000 is when we okay. moved to North Aurora. So yeah. it's still like late nineties. I find that amazing that there were so many studios that you actually open at that time. Because uh, I still think of that as like before all of a sudden, you know, more and more yoga studios started popping up. So that's it's so interesting to me that there you were able to find something everywhere you went. Yeah, they they were. I mean, they were challenging to find. Like I remember, I even remember I found one I think in Denver. And, you know, like sometimes it was like a 45 minute drive from wherever I was. Sure. But, you know, I was traveling. So it was like, what else was I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, sit in my hotel room, eat dinner and watch a movie. No. Yeah. Yeah. Rather so, go do some yoga. Yeah. So they were, they were very sparse, but it was kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Um, and so then you decide to move back. Uh, and then did you keep up your practice at that point and find a spot? You know, I... I didn't. Um, it was really interesting. I, I don't remember. I don't really remember finding a studio. I remember trying Bikram uh, when I was working for Lululemon, which would have been, oh my gosh, about, let's see, Hallie was born in 2006, so it would have been about 2008. Okay. And I worked for Lululemon for a hot minute. And, you know, they had all the ambassadors and kind of that whole program was like starting. And I think the studio in St. Charles, I can't remember the name of it. They were like the first Bikram studio. Okay. And that I had, you know, I had even heard anything about. Okay. And I'm like, well, this looks interesting. And I think for me, all of the yoga before was all like restorative and hatha and was nothing like what you do. (laughs) What, what I teach? <laughs> I mean, your restore, even your restorative days, there, there's still, I think, there's, uh, 
and they are very restorative and I so look forward to that. No, you're fine. <laughs> but but it's you know, it was all like Hatha and very like it was very chill. Like, yeah. you know, you could fall asleep. You know, okay. there was, it yeah, was like that kind of energy. That's definitely not my, my class. Right, exactly. Oh, I get and, it. <laughs> and I was more into, I mean, when we moved back here, I was really into running, really into cycling, uh, swimming. And to me, and I do remember, I did a couple of yoga classes, like at Lifetime Fitness, but it was kind of like, eh, this is just stretching. I'm not getting yeah. anything out of this. This is, you know, um, yeah. And then I heard about Bikram and I'm like, oh. It's like that kind of piqued my interest because people were talking about, you know, if you can make it through the first class, you know, 90 minutes, you're mm-hmm. sweating your ass off. And I thought, oh, this sounds like it might be, you know, something I would be interested in. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of giving me that, that like endorphin high and that like feeling like I'm actually doing something, um, burning calories, all of that. And so I tried a couple of classes and... I, I don't remember. I think what it was is it was just a time issue because I had Hallie was, what, probably four, three or four at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working full time. I was still, you know, trying to, you know, ride my bike, run, swim. And I think the turning point for me was um, after I did Chicago Marathon and I just did something like really like to my right hip like it just yeah. completely yeah just injured it um and after that I, I just couldn't really run anymore um and I was like okay this yeah we, we got to be able to do something that mm-hmm. isn't gonna like bang up my body you know and I could tell it yeah. was all you know my hips were just so so tight and it was just all that running that I had been doing so I want to say what year was that I was like 2000, let's see how it would have been, 2009, 2010, 11. Okay. Um, and then I think I started going to uh, Bikram, to um, the one in uh, St. Charles. St. Carol's Studio. Oh, yeah. What, what year did that open? Uh, 2013, I think. Okay. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, so it took a little bit of time to okay. get you know, to get, uh, I think I was still riding a lot. And, um, so yeah. So then when Carol's studio opened up, I want to say I maybe started 2014. Okay. And that was kind of when I got like hooked because I'm like, I don't have to, you know, be in a locked position on a bicycle for 50 miles and then, you know, get off and just that everything is just locked into place. <laughs> you know, I yeah. was, I was swimming a lot though too, which was helpful. Um, I got frozen shoulder at one point in time. Oh wow! And so you know, and, and that was the you know the conversation with the doctor was women your age. Oh no! Come on! <laughs> <The doctor laughs> and, him, and I really liked the guy. I was like, seriously? Like that's how you're going to pitch this to me? He gives me this pamphlet with like a woman with like white hair. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> We're this not ready for this. <laughs> that is so inappropriate. You're so young. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, dude, and Grant, this is a while ago. I, I I can't even remember how I got it. I I think I it was when we were skiing. Was it Hallie? Was probably 
I can't even remember, maybe six or seven. Okay. So it had to be, let's see, it was six. That'd be like 2012. The timeline sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And so I started swimming because that really, really helped the frozen oh, shoulder. The ro- yeah, the rotator cuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so between that and the hip, it was like, and I had had a knee injury from skiing, a secondary tear, and I'd done a, a scope on it, and that was great. And it was fine, and it was working, yeah. but it's still, like, occasionally. So I was like, I just got to find something that I can feel like I'm actually doing something. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you know, I walk out of the room, and I'm sweating my ass off. I'm exhausted, and that's what led me to Bikram. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It, it is an awesome methodology, for sure. And so rehabbing for everything that was going on for you, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, um, once you're at this point, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I, this is where we meet. Uh, so right. <laughs> I kind of know where your journey is taking you, but the people who are listening do not. So, um, how often when you started back and you were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do because it, it's making the most sense for my body and my life right now. How often did you start coming to the, you know, to practice? My goal was like three to four times a week. Okay. And I really, really wanted to, you know, bang out that four times a week because I really felt like that was kind of the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, and to me, the not so much the rationalization, but it, it became for me, I think at the same time, you know, and I think I've always kind of had this, although I, I don't know if I had the language to describe it, that you, I always had to have something to be able to take care of myself from a physical perspective. Like I didn't do sports, organized sports in school. Mm-hmm. You know, I started running in college just for, for fun and for fitness. And it was kind of like one of those things that I can't not have something that I do for my body to make it stronger. Yep. Um, and so, you know, Bikram became that for me at the time. Okay. Um, and that was, you know, that was a that was a crazy jerk. It was it was crazy because even though I had tried it before, I just remember I I still remember the first class I did. Um, I can't remember the instructor's name, and you know she had an accent and she was blonde, and I thought she was harsh and mean. And <laughs> I don't remember, so <laughs> and it was just I and I just remember all the like all of the things that you afterwards like after practicing for a while like where you're arguing in your head with the teacher mm-hmm. and saying you're not supposed to lock your knee like that's not healthy I'm gonna hyperextend <laughs> and, da, 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 da. and it's like I know what I'm doing and I've been doing athlete you know I've been I've done triathlons I've run a mirror I mean it's yeah. like you know that was like the headset I went in there with however I was like the challenge was I felt like shit when I came out in a good way you know, then yeah. it kicked my butt. Yep. And I'm like, okay. And it became that challenge. Um, and I just felt so good after so good, bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's that intense workout, but that sense of satisfaction that you know, stayed in the room and you lived, um, <laughs> and I lived to tell the story. Yeah. Right, to tell the tale. <laughs> awesome. So, um, after that first class, did you just go back the next day or did you give it a little break or I think I pretty much like went back. Like I set my schedule and I was just like, 
yeah, I'd look at my schedule a week ahead of time and I'd be like, okay, you know, I can do this day, this day, this day. And I'd try to plot out and I literally put it in my schedule so that I had it in there because then there was no excuse not to go. Absolutely. That's the best way to do it. I used to do that um, when I first became a teacher too. Like I would make the, I would send out my availability, but before I did that, I was like, with this availability that I'm giving the studios, this is where I practice, this is where I practice, this is where I practice, and that's non-negotiable because it can, especially as a teacher, I mean, it's for everybody, you know, for everybody. It's so hard to make that date with yourself. Um, but when you're already at the studio for hours on end, it's really hard to say, well, I'm staying now, <laughs> but oh if it's God. on your calendar, <laughs> you're like, I said I was going to practice. So I remember doing that, like going through my month and being like, okay, this is when it's happening. I think it's an important practice, especially if you have resistance or if, uh, you're just busy, you know, yeah. if you don't make that date, especially before you have the habit of having, um, a practice, you know, once it's a habit, then you're going to get it done. You don't really have to put it in your calendar, but if it's not a habit yet, then writing it down and saying, this is my time for me really makes a big difference. It does. Yeah, it does. So then you're off and running. Uh, did you ever, once you, um, started and were committed to three or four times a week, did you ever take like a long break in this period or was it just super consistent? for like the next seven years? It was pretty consistent. Um, I mean, I would take, you know, like if I was gone for a week, you know, I have in my head, you know, oh, I'm going on vacation, but I'll be able to, you know, do something like on my own. And it never really worked out because it's never the same. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, I did find, I remember when we went out to Denver to visit Jeff's aunt and I did find a Beacom studio out there. Yeah. And um, I think it was in the summer, if memory serves. Um, and I did go to a couple of classes while we were on vacation because it was just kind of like that, like whenever I took a week off and then came back for whatever reason, I had this just huge anxiety oh. about, <gasps> I took a week off. Oh my gosh, am I going to be able to do this again? Oh my gosh, am I going to be able to, which, <laughs> you know, is just kind of crazy, but that's what was going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us do that. You know, I, I think that's super normal. Uh, is, you know, to have that like, oh, is it going to be the same? Did I lose something? Um, and I know for the longer, the the longer I teach, it's not going to be, you're not going to lose as much as you think, especially if it's months. Like I have people be like, I'm not going to be able to do anything. And usually, and I always say to them, if it's been months, like that first class back, you're just so happy you're back. You don't care, right? right. It's right. the second class back after a long break <laughs> that you better be really nice to yourself and kind to yourself in your head because that second class is um, usually where you start wondering why your body isn't doing what it did, you know. Yeah. Yeah, post-break <laughs> or pre-break. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty incredible. So it's just been pretty consistent from there on out. And uh that being said, um, were there postures um, because it became more goal oriented because you were um, taking Bikram, right? So it's no longer this Hatha uh, class that you were uh, taking before. Were there postures that you never thought you could accomplish that now you can? And we can include anything um, that's a little bit more advanced, of course, because. I know that the 26 and two is foundational 
for you? Yeah, I mean, I think of just a lot of the um, a lot of the arm balances. Yeah, I think were and I, and, and when you started teaching this advanced class, I think you taught it like once a week there. Um, I mean, I love those, and and you know, the challenge, of course, was that because it was only once a week. Yeah, you know, you could only get you know, there's only so much movement forward. Um, but I think now. I mean, it was the balance. I mean, I look back and I think of even just, you know, headstand. Like, yep. I remember working on headstand in the studio. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember, you know, um, I mean, there's postures like standing head to knee. And that's, you know, that's kind of like, I don't want to call it a nemesis. Yeah. But that's kind of one that is just, I think it's just always going to be, it's so it's such a mental and a physical and a letting go posture mm-hmm. that if you if you overthink it, you're never going to get into it. Absolutely. Like you just have to just go with where you're at, and you can't have any expectation about it. It's just where you're at, which really is what all of the postures should be. Mm-hmm. But. I think there's that competitiveness of, oh my gosh, you know, I did this or, you know, I got into, there's a lot more now surprises Mm -hmm. versus when I did just Bikram, which is really, I mean, I think that's what, I don't want to say that's what drives me, yeah, but it's, it's just the way things are spaced out. Mm Mm-hmm. And the way you you do different, like even just like today, like, you know, really working on the thoracic. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, we'll go and we'll do something like we'll do just a, like a, even like a 90 minute or a 75 minute just gauche. And all of a sudden it's like, well, holy shit, this is so easy. Like, this is like, like <laughs> yeah. what happened? Like I was never able to do that before. Yeah. And it's all that stuff that we did before. It's, it feels like it's a puzzle that we're constantly putting together. Yeah. You know, and it and you don't do stuff for a while, and sometimes you think, oh, my gosh, like, I used to be able to do this. Am I going to be able to do it again? <laughs> like, yeah. Can I do it? Or you lose something for, like, a minute. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, like, eight angle. Like, the other day, like, I couldn't get into like I couldn't figure out my arms. Interesting. What what is going on? Like I couldn't, and I was like, my elbow was going. What do I do? And I kept thinking to myself, what do I do with my arms? What do I do with my arms? And (laughs) the next time, I was like, quit thinking about it and just do it. Yeah, you are. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it was the whole thought of my body knew how to do it. My mind was getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I honestly. you are one of the students that I'm always watching. Like when I start seeing like that cartoon bubble go over your head and I can actually read the dialogue because you're thinking so hard about the posture. Like it really, I can tell when you're starting to overthink it. Cause I'm like, I know your body does this. <laughs> I know your body does this. Um, but as soon as you, and you know, and start analyzing all of it, uh, there has to be a, yes, analyze, you know, be a technician about your practice. I appreciate that. There has to be a moment where you have to let that technique go, you know, and let the body know what it's already learned, you know? Right. 
So there, it's, uh, it's, it is interesting, though, because there is that moment where you do have to think about it, right? And then there's that moment where you have to let go. So it's that constant holding on, letting go, holding on, letting go. That is an asana practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I read an article about, um, I I don't know if it was that I read an article or I heard it was a story and they were talking about professional athletes like a Serena Williams or, you know, baseball, you know, golf. And that if you, and this might have been, you know what, it might have been in that, um, Who's the neurologist, the, the brain guy? Oh, gosh, yeah. I think that is what you're talking about. Um, Where he was talking about if they break it down, like if you ask them how they do it, they, they can't. can't tell you. Yeah. And their brain actually isn't working as hard, right? Right. Like their brain is actually shut off because it's just the muscle memory. and yeah. that And that's why, you know, doing yoga and having new postures added in all the time is really great for you because it lights up your brain. It makes your brain work, which keeps your brain young, you know? Right. So, and I will right. look up that name and make sure to put it in the show notes because he's amazing. Oh. <laughs> he's amazing. And he puts, uh, the way he talks about the brain is so accessible. Ah, uh, it's, it's awesome. And I'm so yeah. sad. I can't remember his name right now. What is his name? Um, and I've referred that book to so many people because it's just, it makes so much sense to me. He wrote the book Sum, S-U-M. I, I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. He's awesome, and we'll, we'll spread the word. But if you want to really rationalize why to do a yoga practice, he's a good one to listen to because it's like, yeah, you know, it does make the brain wake up, uh, especially when it's not just um, tuning the, the brain out so that you can do the same set of postures. I think it's that is great medicine. Don't get me wrong. That is great medicine for a certain time in your life, right? And then there's other medicines. And so that's kind of the yoga that we're getting into now, right? (laughs) Other medicines. Um, But is there one posture, I mean, besides... And did you hit your first headstand at home, Irene? Was your first headstand at, uh, like, freestanding? I think I did. Yeah, I think so, too. There were a group of you. And I was like, all right, well, that that really works because <laughs> uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to teach online inversions, you know, um, without an assist and without, you know, but it's been amazing to see how many of you have hit headstand, middle of the room, no problem, no spot. Um, I mean, work on the wall first, but see that journey that you guys took to get there yeah. and that it's possible. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that was well because that was like those little milestones, like those little yeah, you know, things where you're just like, you know, like right now, like Pike for me, like I need to get into practice to you know after class to do like you know three or four of those. Yeah, and she's talking but, about Pike headstand, like piking into headstand. Just yeah, so you know. headstand. yeah. <laughs> no <Yeah>. worries. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. We could talk like that all day, but someone listening won't know our shorthand. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> awesome. Now, are there, um, what postures are you chasing right now that you would just love to achieve just for the sake of achieving them? Um, you know, one that's kind of like really interesting me a lot is handstand just because it feels really like it's weird when I go up, you know, and we're doing it against the wall Yeah. and I'll like experience like that moment of float Mm-hmm. And that, like, feeling of when you have the vocabulary 
to understand what like your hands need to do, what your ribs need to do, what then all of a sudden it's almost like you're kind of like, like you're really light Yep. and you're not so heavy. Mm-hmm. So that one is really intriguing. Uh, at the same time, it's also terrifying <laughs> without the wall. With the wall, it's like I could do that like all day long. Absolutely. I, t- I get that. Um, and most yogis, I'll tell you, they'll be like, my handstand journey was six years long, eight years long. And so just having that patience of like, wow, this is really going to be a journey until, you know, uh, until I feel like solid doing this in the middle of the room is, it's worth it. I think because taking that journey, there's no way you can be the same person that didn't know how to handstand, right? You're going to learn so much about yourself through those six, seven, eight years, or maybe the rest of your life, right? (laughs) Whatever it takes, the, the learning process, I think is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say handstand, um, yeah, I think uh, wheel is, like, I just would like to be able to not fight it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know where the, kind of, my challenges are. Like, I, you know, for me, it's it's my thighs. It's just, like, they're just screaming at me. And, and that's okay. It, it's just, but getting to that point, you know, because I've seen how my shoulders have opened up, yeah. how... You know, all of that has happened. So I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of the next, like, you know, you'll, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of not, right, you know, not tomorrow, but it'll happen. Yeah. So that one, um, and I think just standing head to knee, just being able to, just once. <laughs> You're so, what are you talking about? You're so close. The other day you were, you were there. It's just, you know, um, it's just at this point where you are, it's the nuances. It's like, yeah, you probably could flex your foot a little bit more of the leg that's in the air, you know? Um, yeah. Over time, the spine will get longer. You can bring your head closer to your, you know, closer to your stomach. And, um, what else? Uh, just coming out with, you know, coming out the way you came in. And that all just takes time um, and a lot of patience. And even most yogis will tell you they can't do that every day. Like they can't every day come out with pristine, you know, cleanliness of that posture. Right. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, you're already there. You're so doing the posture and it's changed so much. Um, it's changed so much this year. Uh, just amazing, amazing, amazing. Because before you weren't ready to put your head to your knee, um, you know, and uh, just how you're approaching the posture is wildly different. So it's cool to watch. Uh, yeah. So you might be chasing it, but you're like right there. <laughs> you're right behind it, <laughs> ready to grab that sucker. Um, and I can't wait for that where you really come out clean. That's going to be like yeah. a big smiley confetti oh, in the yeah. air day. <laughs> And that's what we... I mean, even even now, just I mean, I think it was the other day, and you had posted you had posted a blog on standing heads and eight, yeah. And I read it, and like she like like in my head, um, <laughs> and you know, and then you know, there's a class. And it's really funny. It's like that. You know, you'll say, okay, now standing heads and eight, and it's like everyone takes that. Like like you can almost feel the group collectively be like. Um, okay, here we go. All right, let's do uh, this. Let's standing get over with. At least she doesn't hold it forever. You know, I can I can hear like I can see it all on your faces. 
And like I said in the blog, is like, well, if you hate it, you're never going to be able to do it. So you better just enjoy where you are with it, make friends with it, learn to love it, um, be excited about the adventure, because then it will change. But until yeah. you get to that point, it's going to stay wherever you feel that resistance. I mean, and it's that really is a metaphor for life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you are just going to be unhappy about it, then it that that resistance just grows. So, uh, yeah, that is kind of why I wrote it because we had a class and I said, standing at Denise and all the boxes on the Zoom had this look on their face like any other posture but that, Tori. Anything <laughs> like, else? Anything else. I was like, listen, we're doing a gauche-based class. There's no way you're not going to do standing at Denise today. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a funny moment, and I thought, yeah, we needed to talk about it. <laughs> so I am a little in your head, but it's just because I see you every day. Yeah, I mean, but it was perfect. It was because the next time, you know, I, like, approached it, like, you know, we're doing it, it was like, okay, let's just do it. Let's just do let's it. Let's just, like, let's, like, not, like, think about, like, oh, my gosh, am I going to be able to? It's like, just quit thinking about it and just do it. And it was just... It, it just was easy. And that sounds really weird. Nope. You know, my balance was off, but I was like, oh, hey, I never noticed that before. Like, yeah, it was more, it was more playful. It was more fun. And that's the way it should be. Um, yeah. That's definitely the way it should be. Uh, it should be more, every posture should be a little bit more playful. And you guys used to do that. The group collectively, I'm just saying you guys, but uh, collectively, the group used to do that on wheel too, and now I feel like that's cleared up too because I called you out on it. Like everyone would be like, "Oh, wheel!" <laughs> it's like it's never gonna get better if you don't somehow make amends with it, you know? Um, right. Or just enjoy where you are with it today because it doesn't have to be perfect wheel, you know? Um, so yeah, that's kind of fun uh, to see. Yeah see those changes in you guys uh, not just physically but mentally and then how the mental stuff shifts you physically that's that's good stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah and it is such a metaphor for you know it's like the hard shit that you know because it's not easy right it's not easy to I mean it's not it's not a walk in the park to get in the wheel it's not a walk in the park I mean it's just you know things are working and it's not it takes you away from anything else that might be going through your head mm-hmm and at the same time, it's always that feeling of, I may not want to do this, but once I'm done, I'm going to feel so good in my body. And my body really wants this. Mm-hmm. Like my head might be like, oh, but my body is like, no, really, you, you got to do this because I need this right now. Absolutely. Uh, and it's just life, you know, with stuff that sometimes is hard and you don't want to do. And it's like, you got to do it and get through it. And it, in the end, I think it, um, it's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, gosh, we covered so much time in your life. You have such a timeline and span with yoga. Um, so I guess I am just trying to rephrase the question (laughs) because we're covering such a time length. Um, and you've grown so much, you know, um, as a woman's from college to, um, where you are now. So how do you think um, your yoga practice has evolved over the years? Um, if you have any words on that. Um, I think I've realized how, 
how, I guess, how important it is. I mean, how it just, in my mind, it mimics life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really shown me the importance of, you know, the classic, you know, put your push your breathing device on before you help anyone else. Um, It's going remote, going virtual has made it so much easier. It's been more accessible, obviously. And, you know, depending on how things work out and what happens, you know, five, 10, I mean, 20 years from now, Mm -hmm. the idea of, having that time set aside for you, you know, every, you know, for myself every day at, you know, be it nine o'clock, mm-hmm. but how important that is, whereas, and it's, it's really more mental than it is physical. Um, at least for me now, okay. that it was, you know, when I first started Bikram, for instance, which that was more about the endorphins and the, uh, you know, the sweat and the sweat and the a badge of honor and the I'm working hard. And, you know, this feels like it's just more mental. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, union of you know, the, the, the body and the mind, but it's really, for me, it's, it's really helped me through a lot this year. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I was just uh, talking with someone else, and what a blessing uh, it really has been to, you know, have this uh, this really deeply connected group of people. I mean, I feel like in a time of disconnection that uh, you all made lemonade out of it, you know, and really became very close knit group um, very quickly. At the same time, I'm always so excited when we have new people join, how incredibly accepting and interested you are in those people as well. So it's been uh, really fun Yeah. for such a weird year. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think that, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have said that, you know, you... I couldn't have, and like right now I can't imagine life without yoga. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like yoga is almost life. Like that's just, it's just a part of it. Like sure. that's just, that's life. Yoga is, you know, that's, that's part of the equation. Um, and you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was just, it was a different journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I yes. I think that's just growing into your practice as well. You know, because at first you're right, it is that badge of honor and I'm doing tough stuff and, you know, look how deep I can go and stuff like that. And then it all of a sudden it comes into it, it, you grow into this other thing. I think it, I feel like if you have a lifelong practice, it does grow into this other thing where that comp- competitive mind starts to die down. And then that truer, more creative mind is like, what are we actually creating for ourselves here? You know, um, and that's more of the essence that you would hope that would evolve into your yoga practice as well, you know, is like less competitive, more creative. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Now, um, if you were to tell, uh, or yes, if you were to tell um, someone that hasn't 
uh, started a yoga practice or someone that has had a very long break um, in their yoga practice, one thing, what would you tell them? Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the first step is the hardest. I mean, just showing up. Yeah. It's like if you can just show up, it, it's all, you know, it's not about what you can and what you can't do because it's, it's your, it's your thing. It's, it's your body. Nobody has a body like yours. So the hardest thing is just show up. If you, if it's something, I have a friend, as a matter of fact, who keeps talking about, you know, I really have to start a yoga practice. And, and it's one of those things that it's the prior, if it's the priority, it's like setting the habit, you know, you got to show up. Yes. And it's never going to be the best time to do, to start. No, <laughs> there's never going to be this like shy, sunshiny day where someone comes out from the heavens and says, guess what? It's time to take up yoga. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. It's usually when you're in a hailstorm and half the house is on fire yeah. <laughs> that you should probably show up, <laughs> you yeah. know? And sometimes that's the best time to show up. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes that is why we show up in the beginnings, right? Is because we need that. Uh, so yeah, they're just that that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that (laughs) with those people. Yes, please take that first step. All right. Do you have anything else? I have a lightning round of questions, but is there anything else you'd like to share that maybe I didn't cover? Um, no, I mean, I, I think the only thing is, you know, you, I, I always think about what you say about how you have always thought about wanting to make this yoga accessible to people. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, in my mind, I've always thought, you know, at some point in time, I, I think I would like to teach. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've always, all of the classes and all of the studios that I've ever gone to, one of the things that I can point to just because of, you know, who I am, being a woman of color, is that I'm usually one of the only women of color. Okay. And you or one of the only, you know, minorities. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, how can I make this more accessible to, at some point in time, Mm -hmm. to that community? Absolutely. You know, and that's kind of a question I've put to myself as to perhaps that's, that's the goal. And that's a challenge that I have is because I know what it can look like, you know, and um, within those communities and the stigma that can be wrapped around, you know, the crunchy granola Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so I think that that's kind of where, and that's going to be obviously, you know, years from now, but I, I feel like I'm learning so much and even, you know, from you and how you can, you know, pivot and how you can make things so accessible to people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of something that I've you know, set for myself um, to kind of think about, you know, what would that look like um, down the road? Yeah. And anytime you want to talk about that, let's talk and see if we can um, maybe put some pieces together, you know, um, and start start why not you know um anything is possible and if they i always am one of these people that if an idea is with me longer than a day 
then I'm, I obviously have to do it. Or if I can't find it, if I have an idea and then I'm like, well, somebody must have come up with that, right? <laughs> then you go research and you're, what you had planned is very different than what may be available. Then it's up to you to create it. And so um, any support that you need in achieving whatever's in your brain, just let me know. Let our community know because we will, we will totally support that. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's just anything is possible on the road ahead. And that's what I think is actually pretty awesome about this time, you know, is because yeah. things have been so shaken up and kind of turned upside down that we kind of can turn this into one huge positive moment um, for all of us. And so that is exciting. And I like to know that your brain is cooking like that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, and uh, why not uh, get your certification to teach and uh, learn about, learn even more about yoga? Um, it's totally available to you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm sure. <laughs> ah, it'd be good. Yeah. It'll be really good. All right. So quick lightning round. I call it a lightning round. I've said this on every episode, but I call it a lightning round. But if you have, want to say more than one word, I'm going to let, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's just go through it. So least favorite posture of the moment. Least favorite. Oh, you know, what, what is that one posture where you're standing on your, 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 you have to stand on your toes, hit feet apart, and you stand up, and you have to go down like oh, in a chair. Awkward part three from the Bikram series. Yes. Oh my gosh, I hate that posture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like we said, we need to make friends with that one. <laughs> You're getting really close to being able to hold it with everything else that's going on, and it, it, like I see, I see it, you know, um, and it's gotten oh, better. Man. Yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah. It's getting there. Uh, favorite posture. Yeah, I have to say not uh, not crane because I can't get into crane. But what's the one before crane? Uh, j- uh, Titsubasana A or Firefly? Yeah, yeah, Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. just, it like just makes me feel really happy when I can get into that. I feel like a superhero. Yeah. Well, you look like a superhero. <laughs> You're really close. The only difference between Firefly and Crane is that that switch grip. Um, and I say that like it's small because as soon as you switch the grip, everything kind of gets a little harder (laughs) but uh it'll come it's really close it's really close um what book are you reading right now i am i'm actually reading the um the book that we just did for a book club i'm reading it again asking is given no or we just read the one before that uh 40 rules of love i'm reading that again um because i am also reading uh, stamps and cast and uh, lose your mother, which are really heavy books. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, and it's interesting because I, I said I just need a book that I can read that makes me feel lighthearted and is a good story. And I'm like, let me go back to wow this one. Yeah. And it's really interesting because I started reading it probably about I don't know last week. Uh huh. Like, oh, I didn't remember that we found out about this so early on in the book. Like yeah. there was some fact. I'm like, I didn't know. Like, it's almost like I'm like, I was, I felt like I was so rushed maybe to read it that okay. now I'm kind of just taking my time through it. Yep. And I was telling someone about it and 
and um, I'm like, I'm going to go back to that book. It's such a beautiful book. Yeah, it really so was. I know. I'm waiting for the next book club selection to come into my orbit because <laughs> that's the way that one happened. It was just like someone was like, oh, this book changed my life in an Instagram post. And I was like, okay, I put in my queue. And then I, I like read a selection and was uh, like, oh, this might work. Uh, and then I always sweat it out the night before I announce it. Like I heavy sweating, start like reading previews of like several different books and I was like you're crazy you already chose this book and if it sucks then next month we'll choose something better (laughs) but for some reason that just like I have to pick this perfect book so I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to get like what's the next book um because I did promise a novel for next month (laughs) so we'll see we'll figure it out most memorable memorable correction or adjustment um, I think it was when we did that, um, you, you did a, uh, a like a, a training, like a seminar on the bondas. Okay. I mean, I think just that whole, you know, your hands and, yeah, and really it's my hand. Like I'm noticing even with like crow, yeah. like I'm starting to tap into like how much my hands can actually help me. Yes. Which is weird because... <laughs> I was like, what is she talking about? Do the thing with your finger. I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of (laughs) cool. That really works. Yeah. 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 If your hands are right and arm balances, everything else falls into place for sure. And because then you're able to access your forearm strength so much more. And then it just builds from there, right? Foundation is everything. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, No, I love teaching bandas. (laughs) Yeah, the it's like, and sometimes even like standing head to knee, it's like when you did that kind of like mini like tutorial. Yeah, uh, you know, and it was all about this is about engaging your bot, like your core. Like yeah. it's not about pulling and using your arms. And for the longest time, it was just like, oh my gosh, and then I'm like, oh, that's much easier. It's so much easier. I know when you find out like exactly what muscles to use in a posture, all of a sudden there the effort balances the ease instead of effort, 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 you know? Um, so it's good. I'm glad that those worked for you. Um, if you could get one person on their mat to practice that is not currently practicing, who would it be? My husband. Yeah. All right. We'll get him there <laughs> someday or we won't. No, we won't. Husbands yeah. are hard. <laughs> They're really hard. It's, yeah. It's, and I have a feeling we'll be like, 70 years old and then he'll come on the mat with me yeah like that's what I'm predicting oh I'm not even predicting that for my husband he's done (laughs) (laughs) he's done but it's hard to I think be married to a yoga instructor so word to the wise (laughs) (laughs) it's a little hard um I can't even get him to do some self-myofascial release so I get that (laughs) all right I think we kind of uh talked about this a little bit but your posture goal of the moment like the posture you'd most like to see yourself in I I think crane and just getting pike headstand and um standing at knee okay yeah yeah I know I have three that's okay (laughs) like I said it's lightning round I'm not gonna like buzz you say ah there's more than three Uh, well, this was so fun to talk with you. I really, I sincerely appreciate your time. Uh, I know every person that hears your story will be inspired, um, 
to either take back up their practice or to maybe step on their mat for the first time. And uh, that's what this whole thing is about. So thank you for inspiring uh, people and telling your yoga story. Yeah, well, I thank you for the opportunity. And um, yeah, I mean, this is great. It's, it's, I mean, yoga, it sounds so cliche, yoga can totally change your life. It just does. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's cliche, right? If it's the truth. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Awesome. Thank you. Didn't you just love that conversation? Irene is such a super cool woman, and I love hearing what she had to say about the journey of her practice and what she's working on today. She would be an awesome yoga instructor. So Irene, if you're listening to this, I hope you go for it. Now, before you go, this space, it's all about connection, and I would love to share some yoga love with you. As you can probably tell, I'm super passionate about getting people to step on their mat to practice. So join the Meet Me on Your Mat Insiders group. When you do, you receive access to three on-demand classes that you can take whenever you'd like. Go to the show notes and you'll see the link to join. It's super easy, and if further down the road you decide it's just not for you, no worries, just unsubscribe. That being said, don't forget to to subscribe to the podcast. And if you can, leave a review. Reviews help more people like you find this podcast and they are way important. So thank you in advance. You are the best. I'll see you next week for another chat that will get you super jazzed about keeping up your yoga practice. Until then, I look forward to the day I get a chance to meet you on your mat.